Hello and welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenants Easter podcast service. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths, and I'd like to say welcome. I miss gathering together, and I miss your faces, and I miss being with one another. But please continue to reach out and contact and communicate as much as you can throughout this week. Regardless, this is Easter Sunday, and we are His Easter people. Jesus Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Jesus Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Jesus Christ is risen. He has risen indeed.
Good morning. Thank you for being here with us today. As I'm sure all of you know, today we are celebrating a very special day. Who can tell me what day it is? That's right. It's Easter. To begin our lesson today, how many have you received an Easter basket? Maybe there's some plastic eggs inside filled with candy. Were you excited to open them and find out what's in there? Well, the title of today's Bible lesson is An Easter Surprise. But the Easter surprise in our lesson isn't about finding those eggs and seeing what's inside. So let's listen and hear what happened in this Easter surprise. On the Sunday after Jesus was crucified, Mary Magdalene and another woman named Mary went to visit the tomb where Jesus had been buried. When they arrived, the stone that had covered the tomb had been rolled away and an angel was sitting on it. The two women were shocked and a bit afraid. Can you help me with this Easter surprise story? This is how you can help me. Every time you hear the name Jesus, I need you to respond, he is risen. So let's practice. Jesus, he is risen. Okay, here we go. Don't be afraid, the angel said to them. I know you are looking for Jesus. He is risen who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said he would. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. The two Marys looked in and saw that the tomb was empty and hurried away. They were surprised. They were also afraid, but they were filled with joy. And as they ran to tell the disciples, they met Jesus. He is risen. And they ran to him and they grabbed him and they worshiped him. Jesus, he is risen, said to them, don't be afraid. Go, tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. Now that is what I call a real Easter surprise. They went to see Jesus, he is risen, in the tomb, but he was not there, he was risen. That is why when we see our friends on Easter, we greet them by saying, he is risen, And our friends reply, he is risen indeed. Join me in prayer. Dear God, thank you for this glorious celebration of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. He is risen. We are not surprised that the tomb was empty. He is risen just as he said he would. And in his name we pray. Amen. Happy Easter. On this Easter morning, Remember that our Lord Jesus can sympathize with us in our weakness, since in every aspect he was tempted as we are, and yet without sin. Let us then with boldness approach the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find forgiveness. Let us confess our sins against God and neighbor. Merciful God, you pardon all who truly repent and turn to you. We humbly confess our sins and ask your mercy. We have not loved you with a pure heart, nor have we loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not done justice, loved kindness, or walked humbly with you, our God. Have mercy on us, O God, in your loving kindness. In your great compassion, cleanse us from our sin. Do not cast us away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from us. Restore to us the joy of your salvation and sustain us with your bountiful spirit.
Hear the good news. Who is in a position to condemn? Only Christ. And Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ prays for us. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old life has gone and new life has begun. Know that we are forgiven and be at peace. Amen. All right. It is Easter Sunday. I don't care if you're sitting at home, you're at a friend's house, you're with family, you're just rolled out of bed. Let's put your hands together at least. If not, stand up and join me. Here we go. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the praises of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Yeah, come on. Let the songs of the Lord rise among us. Let the songs of the
risen indeed. What is the biggest surprise of your life? If you're listening with someone, please pause and discuss it with him or her. Certainly this COVID-19 is one of the biggest surprises of my life. And certainly it's probably one of the biggest surprises of your life. I'd never imagined worshiping individually um, on an Easter Sunday ever. Uh, one particular surprise was uh, my wife and I were ex- were explaining to Elsie, my daughter, uh, what a pandemic meant. And uh, Malia was rolling into how it involved the whole world. And Elsie, out of nowhere, just says, what about Finland? Uh, I didn't know that she knew uh, if Finland was a country or a place. Uh, I have no idea where that question came from. Um, but the only the only surprise that dwarfs all surprises, little and small, is the text we are studying this morning. Let's together, although we be apart, seek comfort and hope in this text in a new way today. This Easter dawn, this Easter morning, this surprise of all surprises. Let us read from Matthew chapter 28, starting in verse 1 and ending in verse 11. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised. As he said, Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings! And they came to him took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. After the Sabbath. After the Sabbath, the first day of the week was dawning. It's interesting that I started as a pastor at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant and my first sermon series was on Sabbath. And it was on meeting God by becoming more and more still. And I based it off of 
Walter Brueggemann's book, Sabbath as Resistance. Can you relate with these women? The stillness, the quiet, the feeling of a, of a long defeat. They had just seen their hero killed, killed on a cross. And they're going up to meet. They're going up to rest and move from rest to doing, to serving. There's something special about the mornings, right? I think it's particularly hard not being able to gather because I love early morning services. I love, I was pondering the idea of somehow getting a smaller crew together on the beach right near where I'm living as the sun would come up reading this text. Uh, when I was growing up uh, as a boy, I was living in Millis, Massachusetts. And I remember Easter memories are stronger than Christmas memories. My family, we, we my dad really wasn't a big Christmas fan. You know, he, he, he didn't like uh, a lot of the tinsel and the trees and all the hubbub. And he was always of the mind, if our children need stuff, we just give it to them. Or we get it for them, and we don't wait and wrap it up and put it under a tree. So you can be sad for me in a little way, but uh, <laughs> you could also rejoice because Easter was always a bigger deal at the Griffiths' house. And in certain ways, it should be. Yes, he, he coming to this earth proved that God emptied himself and became just like us. But Easter trumps that. Easter says that God came to this earth, emptied himself, so that, with a purpose, that he might rise again and give us all new life. I remember meeting God early in the morning on Easter Sundays. I remember going to the sunrise service and trekking up this hill, this cornfield, out in the middle of beautiful Massachusetts. Sometimes there was snow. And I remember as the sun would be rising, Pastor Derby would be saying, He's risen. And everyone would be responding, He is risen indeed. There's something special about the mornings, right? Amen? Amen. Um... We move on in our text, and we we find out it's Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. The women, they show up. <laughs> Several years ago, I was preaching this passage at a sunrise service in San Marino Park when I was serving as uh, associate pastor of student ministries over at San Marino Community Church. And I said, I said in my, my, my sermon, people debate about whether women should be in ministry or not. I have news for you, people. 
in the Bible, women are ministers. A colleague, Reverend Karen Burns, shouted out, Preach it, brother! Everybody busted up laughing because it's true. And I think we should take a quick pause in recognition. Women are the first to know that Jesus has been raised from the dead. Because women are, and have been historically, the first to serve and to minister to people. I quote my wife, Never put in a sermon to mothers to serve your children. We're way ahead of you. And then the angels show up. And I'd like to confess to you, I have a pet peeve with a couple songs that are floating around. If you like these songs, I'm sorry I'm stepping on your toes. I still like you as a person. I just have a problem with these songs. And um, you probably have a lot of problems with the songs that I like. But first one, Mary Did You Know. Mary Did You Know. Uh, The answer is yes. (laughs) Yeah, Mary knew. That's the amazing part of it. She was faithful. She was true. She was an amazing woman of God. She did know. She knew she was raising the Son of God. Anywho, okay, don't even get me started. That's another That's another sermon. But another one is, I can only imagine. You probably, I don't know. I think I was once going to say this pet peeve, and I left it out, and then Danny led us in singing it. <laughs> so, sorry, Danny. I love you, and I love the worship team. But you don't have to imagine. You don't have to imagine. Every time in Scripture, when God shows up, people fall down like dead people. We don't have to imagine what it's going to be like when Jesus returns. We're going to hit the deck. Do you see the description in the text of these angels? They're glowing. They're, they're, they're like fire. They're radiant. Now, suddenly, Jesus met them. Surprise! That's the biggest surprise. That's the biggest surprise. That's the surprise that trumps every other surprise. The grave couldn't hold Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, when he was ministering on the earth, he said, if you have faith in me, I'll save you. He said, if you have faith in me, I'll get you to our Father. He said, if you have faith in me, I'll show you the way to true life. And every time Jesus pinned everything he said on the fact that he was going to be raised from the dead. Surprise. He did what he said he was going to do. He is who he says he is. Surprise. It's a new dawn in every single way. Surprise. We are his people in a new way like never before. Then Jesus, he shows up to the disciples. In other texts, he 
he poof, he's behind doors and he says, peace be with you, poof, peace be with you. I remember uh, Steve Bridges when I was working at, uh, well, actually, when I was a worshiper at um, EV Free Fullerton, he would he would he would draw attention to that fact that Jesus is this fully man, fully God, more full <laughs> after post resurrection. He's still walking around with his scars, but he can poof show up places. And what do the disciples do? They grab his feet and worship him. What else could they have done? What else could they have done? It's so interesting. I'm I, I'm kind of perplexed by that truth. Why do they grab his feet? Uh, why, why does... Why does Matthew give us this picture of the Son of God showing up for the first time after resurrection and his best friends grabbing onto his feet? That's one of my that's one of the favorite my favorite pictures I've discovered this after studying this text this week of what it means to worship. What it means to put your life in the hands of Jesus the Christ. So glad that he is who he said he was. So glad that he came through on what he said he was going to do. So glad that he had been hinting at the surprise all along, but the surprise was real. You could put it in the bank. You could take it with you. And then he says, Jesus, to the disciples, he says, go tell. Go tell them. Go and tell my brothers, uh, go to Galilee. Go to where you know. Go to where you live. And tell them that there they will see me. I'd like to point out, this is one of the linchpins, one of the best parts of following Jesus we all suffer everyone is going through this COVID-19 if you look on social media everyone is sounding like one another on their worst days man I miss touching people man I miss high-fiving people man I miss being with my friends man I miss this Good Friday is about our Heavenly Father meeting us in that suffering through Jesus Christ. But following Jesus doesn't end there. The Heavenly Father gives meaning to that suffering. Anyone who claims Jesus is Lord, this COVID-19 is a bigger door to understand the suffering of our Savior, to, to walk through that door and meet Him and be met by Him. Easter, this morning, today, is about God redeeming that suffering. 
making meaning out of that suffering and raising our hurting and lost souls to a new life, a resurrection life, an Easter life, a new dawn life, a surprising electric life that the broken world needs. Once that truth has settled into the disciples' lives, Jesus sends them back to where they know and says, tell them about me and what's happened. I'll come to them and I'll see or meet them. We are saved and we are redeemed and we are justified that we might introduce a broken and lost world to our Savior, our Justifier, our Redeemer. How do we apply this message? This message of surprise, of hope, of a new Easter day? I think it starts with meeting God sometime early in the morning. Like those women, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, sometime this week, wake up really early. Wake up when it's really inconvenient for you. Go to a space. And out of the stillness of of our quarantine, let this text wash over you. Grab the feet of Jesus. Worship him. Don't let go or stop thanking him. I think, secondly, after you've done so, tell. Go tell. And you don't have to meet somebody in face to tell them what Jesus means to you. Go tell the people you know. Go tell the people where you live about how Jesus, raising from the dead, has been a surprise. What it's meant for you. And let them know that Jesus will come Be bold, promise them. Jesus will come and meet them where they are. Because he met you where you're at, amen? He met me where I'm at, amen? Thanks be to God. Amen. Now's the part of the service where we give back to God a portion of that which he has so richly blessed us with. I have an update for us, and it's a, it's a big one and a really good one. On Wednesday, April 8th, I was notified that our offering that was taken in last week 
was $26,000. God is good. Amen? Now, we give back to God a portion. His tithes and our offerings are now received. Please continue to mail your tithes and offerings to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what Easter is all about, a God who loves us beyond measure, and the Son who gave us all for us. This is the God we bring our prayers to this morning. Let us pray. Christ the Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. What joyful words to hear and proclaim. 
It is Easter, and we know that we do not have to be in a church building to celebrate. God, you have rolled the stone away. The tomb is empty. Christ has risen. We can celebrate that anywhere and everywhere. The night has passed, and we rejoice at the dawn of a new creation. Christ is risen to bring us new life. We praise your name. We sing alleluias in glorious harmony for all your mercies and all your greatness and all your love. Teach us to walk in the joy and reverence we know and feel in this moment so that we truly are Easter people every day. May we boldly proclaim the good news by the words of our mouths and the deeds of our lives. The COVID-19 virus continues to dominate our lives in many ways. The daily counts and numbers can seem so overwhelming, but it is our reality at this time. The number of new diagnoses, the number of lives lost, the number of jobless, and the number of hungry. We pray for all these people. We pray for speedy, successful treatment of all who are ill. We pray your mighty protection on the healthy and especially on the health care workers. We pray your comfort on families who are grieving the loss of a loved one yet cannot have memorial services at this time, so they must put their grief on hold. We pray for help for all who have lost jobs and income. Bring them financial help to maintain their lives and homes. Make available resources for food and other necessities. Continue to touch hearts of people who give so wonderfully when they see a need. Our hearts are touched as we see compassion given so freely and see people following your command to love one another as you have loved us. May all see your hand in these acts. We pray for the whole world as each country fights its battle with this disease. Bring new insight into prevention, cures, and vaccines, and bring people from all nations to work together for the good of all. We pray for our nation and its leadership. We pray for governors and local leaders as they face challenge they could never have imagined. Give them wisdom and guidance and give them knowledgeable sources of information on which to base their decisions. Help us all to work together for the common good. Walk among us, Lord, and touch our troubled lives. Give hope to the hopeless, strength to the faltering, love to the lonely, consolation to the grieving, faith to the faithless. We pray your strengthening hand be upon Leanne as she heals from this virus, on Dominic, on Sylvia, on Amy's dad, Ocon and all who need your touch. Hear now the requests we bring to you in the silence of our hearts. Make the spirit of resurrection contagious among us 
that we may honor our risen Lord in active discipleship and so bring hope to a hurting world. We give you thanks, great God, for the hope we have in Jesus, who died but is risen and rules over all. We praise you for his presence with us. Because he lives, we look for eternal life, knowing that nothing, past, present, or yet to come, can separate us from your great love made known in Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now, would every man, woman, and child please stand and receive this benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. And now, as followers of our risen Christ, let's join together and singing the Hallelujah Chorus. God, hear us as we sing your praises. Thank you for saving us. Ready? Ready? Sure. Australians will be. <laughs>